Very good morning to everybody and welcome back to another episode of Life of a Person. Today we have an extremely special guest with us. She is one of the top 10 women startup CEOs of 2020 by the prestigious CEO Insights magazine. She is the National Women Excellence Award winner for the year 2018 by Indo-European Chamber of Small and Medium Enterprises. A mentor for a, a top institutions like IIM Lucknow, Bits Mezra, UNIT Chennai, Triple IIT Allahabad, so on, so on. I just can't even stop listing how special a person we have today with us. And we have Miss Yukti Kapoor Mehandirata. Welcome, ma'am, for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start with our very typical question. It's a very cliche question, but we just love asking this question. How was the lockdown for you? Uh, well, lockdown was an eye opener for us because we realized that uh, it's very important to be resilient in any business that you do. And that has been tested for a lot of entrepreneurs in the last year. 2020 was a litmus test uh, to check how ready we are for change, for crisis, for uncertainties. And I'm quite proud to say that uh, we could kind of ride the wave and uh, create a vertical of our business in the online space uh, pretty much overnight and not only did it help us to survive through it also uh, really is adding on to uh, you know a lot of uh, revenue to the bottom line and it is actually uh, contributed to us thriving uh, in the business and not just surviving so i think a great lesson learned uh, in the pandemic that uh, you can't delay learning it has been on my mind for a long time that we have to get onto the online platform, but conveniently kept pushing it. <laughs> and uh, then there came a time when you just couldn't anymore. And um, I'm glad we could get through and get around it. That's great to hear, ma'am. So I just wanted to ask, what, 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 how did you spend the lockdown? Like, at a very personal level, did you learn new hobbies or anything? Because all of us picked up something or another. What was one special thing you did during the lockdown? So, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, um, uh, it wasn't the time for me to sit back in the couch and enjoy a tub of popcorns with movies because I was busy getting the business online so that it just keeps going. It's, it's mm -hmm. at least ready for the new COVID era, post-COVID era we'll have, the new normal that we've been talking about, which is more real than we would like to imagine. So it was very hectic for me and... Uh, uh, not so much for the team because we didn't have much of a team to take care of the tech piece. I, I kind of had to educate myself on uh, LMS, on the backend coding, on mm -hmm. shooting production, post-production. So, I mean, I think I, I for one felt like I needed more hours in the day to <laughs> do everything I needed to do. Yeah. So great learning. Uh, forever I thought I was uh, technologically handicapped, but to be able to put uh, four leadership mm -hmm. online courses together in less than about three months was a huge, huge learning. And it's not just one thing I learned, but quite a lot, including a few things <laughs> on my own self. <laughs> Ma'am, you definitely had a very productive lockdown, unlike most of us here. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to know, who do you aspire to or who do you, who is your main role model in life? So, you know, I think there isn't one person, but any single story, which is the rags to riches, any story where uh, people have the courage to follow their heart uh, just gives me goosebumps and is very, very inspiring for me. So I love uh, following people who mm -hmm. follow their own heart uh, because I, for one, am one of those. So I think it, there are many, many role models who probably are not as popular, 
but hmm. definitely have it all for us to get inspired by. That's great to hear, ma'am. Uh, so, since you're an entrepreneur yourself, what do you think is one of the most important qualities you know an entrepreneur should have to actually thrive in the current market? You know, in your opinion. So, like I said a while back, not just for entrepreneurs, but even for leaders who are you know in the corporate sector, it's very important to check how resilient you are, which is withstanding change, withstanding uncertainty, because if there is one distinction between a leader and you know and the rest of the clan which are more comfortable following is the ability for you to explore the unknown right mm. it is the leader who puts their hand up and says okay i'm going to get into this dark room to kind of figure <laughs> out where is the table and where is the chair and where are some uh, other things around which can hurt you well, let me figure this out and then i'll tell you which way uh, to maneuver mm. through right not yeah. everyone in that group will have the same level of courage to do so. Yeah. So that's what distinguishes one from the, the other as a leader, the ability to explore the unknown. And I think that's imperative uh, as an entrepreneur. Mm. That's a wonderful insight, ma'am. It's something usually that, you know, most of us look, look like, we, you know, we don't even focus on this and we're just like, we just go with the flow. There's no need to go outside our comfort zone and we just stick to it. So I think a one quality we should have is definitely stepping out of our comfort zone and exploring the unknown. So we'll take a brief detour and go to your college life. You're also a fellow fellow DU pass out. And in your opinion, how would you describe your journey in, the, in Delhi University? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. And I will say that... Uh... That is the period which you completely, it's its a blackout phase of life because you don't do anything meaningful. <laughs> Time just goes by like that. And before you know, you're a graduate and now you're kind of figuring out what am I supposed to do next? Uh, but those were the best days of my life. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of meaningless, unreasonable things uh, that we did and I indulged in and I mean, no regrets whatsoever. But I do feel that some amount of guidance, some amount of handholding in that time can mm -hmm. save us a lot of time in life. And, you know, when when people advise you on things like this, when you're there in college, you don't quite get it. Mm. And I remember <laughs> how my dad used to keep saying, you work hard and focus for four years, the next 40 years will be sorted. And I just never got that. I said, what are you talking about? These are the four <laughs> years that I'm just going to totally have fun, right? Like let hair loose and do what you want. But yes, I think that balance is important and you yeah. realize only when you're on the other side of it, right? So, yeah. It's a very good tip for us kids because we usually just go with the flow and after three years, we're like, damn, college is finished, now what? And then, yeah. as you said, the next 40 years, we're just exploring ourselves, what karna kya is in the game. So yeah. I think these four years are way more important and college then you're sustained and then you realize the importance of, you know, Privilege and everything. So yes, ma'am, that's that's a very good insight. You did your MBA from Janki Devi Bajaj Institute of Management Studies, and you know how would you describe your MBA journey? Because for most of us, we are also aspiring to do MBA. So how would you say that you know how is MBA life changing for you, or and MBA how important is it? Like, is it necessary, or do you think globe pina MBA ke ho jayega? This is a very tricky question. We you know youth have in our mind. So yeah. I think it's quite a straightforward question for me because uh, I have always believed and, and the belief came true when I actually did the course that it is the most generic course one can do. MBA makes you a jack of all because you mm -hmm. don't quite specialize in any one thing. Mm -hmm. 
right? Even if you so-called specialize in marketing, finance or whatever else, mm -hmm. one semester or even two is not enough for you to really specialize the subject such as that. Mm -hmm. So it is probably by design very generic. And the mm -hmm. intent is to give you an understanding of various aspects of business, mm -hmm. right? What does it take to put business together? So from mm -hmm. that perspective, yes, it's a good exposure. It uh, brings in the ability to be organized. It sharpens mm. your skills to conceptualize ideas, uh, your skills to manage teams, you know, mm. people skills, because you have to work on projects. You get your team together. You don't know them from before. How do you deal mm. with those? These are real skills, which unfortunately yeah. are not emphasized enough in school. And I think mm. that's where it should actually start, right? How do we get mm. along with people? How do we influence people? How mm. do we connect with people? How do we get to include them in our plan? And mm. not just want to take credit for it all, even if it was my own idea. Because the moment mm. we start doing that, we see how we start lagging behind in our careers eventually mm. when we get into our corporate lives or you know business lives. So these mm. are lessons to be learned much earlier in life. Mm. Uh, but at least, thankfully, in the current education system, by MBA, we get on with it, right? We finally <laughs> understand how prepared or less we are to work with people and make people work for us and with us, hmm. you know, that's a skill again. So, yeah. so it's basically an eye opener for everybody. Absolutely, ma'am. So, you know, getting that first job, that thrill is just, you know, we think about it and we're like, damn, knocking on your and everything. So how would you describe your first job and you know, how difficult or easy was the transition for you from just starting to actually implementing stuff? Hmm. So I think I didn't find much opportunity to implement stuff I studied. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the transition wasn't so harsh because uh, when you join organizations like city cities, uh, uh, you know, my first job and uh, there were many empties there, right? So when you have other management trainees, it's an extension of college time because <laughs> everyone around is pretty much the same age and everyone is equally clueless and <laughs> You kind of, you accept the job that you get. You don't mm -hmm. know what you want still, yeah. right? So when we panic about interviews, when we panic about, you know, will this organization take me or at least that one should take me in. <laughs> I really want to emphasize on challenging that thought process to say, which organization do I want to contribute to? And that mm -hmm. doesn't come from arrogance. It yeah. comes from the hunger to learn and contribute, right? Absolutely. Where can I add value? I love technology. Uh, I understand technology. I've probably done MBA in tech. And if I were to look at one company I aspire to be a part of, it is this company. Hmm. How yeah. do I prepare myself to be a part of this company? Because that's where my growth uh, possibilities mm -hmm. are huge. That's yeah. the thought process which, uh, you know, can enable us to become more successful much faster. And when yeah. I say success, I'm limiting it to our ability to learn. Otherwise, you can define success in whichever way you want. It's not necessarily mm. uh, the, the salary package that you create for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing are there enough opportunities in this organization? Is Does it have a culture that allows mm. fresh new ideas? Or am mm. I going to be a flunky who will handle those Excel sheets no one wants to look at? <laughs> and even if I get a fat you know, paycheck for it, and do I mm. want to waste uh, these crucial years of my life doing that? So yeah. some of those questions really need to be answered. So your first job was at City Financial and, you know, that's it. You jump from City Financial to becoming an assistant vice president at Barclays Corporate Banking and half of us are like, oh my God, wow. 
So how would you say your was your was your experience at Barclays? Uh, well, I think uh, I I've been blessed with the fact that uh, wherever I have worked, I've been able to create mm-hmm. space to do things my way, and more often than not, they were beyond the job description that I had. Mm-hmm. So if I had X scope, I wanted to do X plus Y, and mm-hmm. more often than not, Y had nothing to do with X. So my <laughs> bosses have been kind of confusing how do we kind of assess this and you know the appraisal and this and that mm-hmm. because it wasn't really in the kra but uh, while i might have compromised on you know not getting as much as i thought i could because of the extra effort i had put in but that effort was uh, really important for me to go through the learning curve and i my learning curve was much steeper because i chose to add more to my plate than i had to mm-hmm. which is very different from uh, you know the mindset that many people have that i already have too much to deal with why should i add more mm-hmm. i mean yeah. right so and while i say that it wasn't as if there was a compromise of work life balance it's not as if i was spending 20 mm-hmm. hours at all but just that hunger to do more and learn more uh, kind of you know mm-hmm. gives you the ability to sniff where the opportunities are mm-hmm. so i think that has been a huge factor in in my limited success with with mm-hmm. the with the banks that i've been able to sniff those opportunities but that's because your antennas are up all the time when you kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. thinking you know like what do i want to do next which space and mm-hmm. it's not just limited to my role my desk and my team but mm-hmm. how can i add more value and that's when you kind of create that learning path for yourself and i think that that is what stands you out compared mm-hmm. to other people around i think that hunger to learn to explore and actually stepping out of your comfort zone is key to growth and it's not it's and it's like growing for me is a lifelong experience till you're 40 50 60 you just keep on taking new experiences and you keep growing as a person because i think what happens is after 40 people just decide ki ab to settle hona hai hume so you know they stick to it and they don't deviate from their path they don't take chances i think you know taking the chances having the thrill past the a you know getting into your 40 50s and 60s i think that will be key to you know keeping that surprise element in life for me true so true. i think yes now so now we move on to concept exhibitions this is really interesting to me i read about it and i just wanted to know what was you know how did you conceptualize this so i'm so glad you brought this up pranav because i was feeling like a uh, a stepmother to concept exhibitions and you know we have been talking about it for so long and uh, i am very proud of all the work that we did there it was the first venture uh, mm-hmm. which uh, inspired me to plunge into entrepreneurship from a very mm-hmm. cushy comfortable banking job mm-hmm. uh, not an easy decision uh, but <laughs> i chose to take this plunge because uh, i just couldn't limit myself to the four walls of a structured mm-hmm. enterprise and mm-hmm. also uh, you know driven by the fact that i wanted to take a call on how i want to spend time and how mm. do i define work life balance it cannot be mm. restricted to 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 um mm. i was a mother of uh, two infants i have best with twins uh so it's not as if i look at that as some kind of a you know sacrifice or a victim story that you know, poor me had to take care of kids and so i left the job and then i thought entrepreneurship will be extension of hobby absolutely not i think i'm very mm. ambitious and i have no guilt in saying that even as a woman and in our society women are not taken so well if they're ambitious and we know it but mm-hmm. i think more and more women need to accept the fact that they can have it all like yeah, how men can absolutely. or anyone for that matter right so yes i love my kids i'm proud to be a mother but at the same time i have this fire in my belly that i will <laughs> not 
uh, you know, settle down with anything less. Mm. And this has to be ignited and I will have to fuel it up. So concept exhibitions gave me the direction to take this energy and use it to create uh, exhibitions for children. So what we mm. did there was we would invite all the companies who are related to physical, mental, emotional or spiritual development mm. of the children, whether through mm. toys, books or whatever else products mm. that they have at that point, at point of time, this was a national level event that uh, we would hold in mm. different cities and different parts of the country. And uh, we were honored by the presence of uh, uh, a lot of dignitaries from across politics to Bollywood to sports like Sanya Mirza. Mm. Uh, inaugurated one of our events. Uh, late Arun Jaitley inaugurated the event. Jimmy mm. Sherdi was there. So a lot of uh, people supported uh, the event, I, I mean, the exhibition, mm -hmm. and we did fairly well for about four years. Mm. Uh, and by then, I started feeling like the space is drying out. Mm. And uh, we are headed towards the online world, which I knew very little about. And forget about <laughs> knowing, I had a huge resistance to learning <laughs> That platform mm -hmm. and so i said that okay no no online not happening so exhibitions not happening uh what next mm -hmm. and before i could make up my mind that you know this has either dead end or not mm -hmm. silhouette just happened to me so the venture that i'm uh, that i yeah. have right now sby academy which is silhouette yeah. by UK academy is um an accidental uh you know protagonist <laughs> that just jumps into the movie and says, yeah. you know what, here is the tunnel and just take it and you can escape the online route only to realize that by the end of it, I'll again be <laughs> right in front of the same question. Say, all right, now this has to go online. What do we do with that? So, so thankfully, I mean, I think I couldn't uh, dodge it beyond this point and I surrendered mm. and I had to um, educate myself on this and I'm glad because this is what has kept us relevant. Yeah. So ma'am, Silhouette is a very interesting name. How did Silhouette come up? I just wanted to know this. So first I want to thank you for pronouncing it right because it hurts when I get the <laughs> versions of the word. And that's why, in fact, we decided to call it SBY Academy so that no one messes with it. And we still get versions like SBI Academy, which I think is a compliment <laughs> saying that if we have to be as big, we should be big, big enough, right? Big As big as mm. SBI. Uh, but yeah, jokes apart, I think silhouette is, you, you know, for me, it's an outline of not just a dark object. It's not a dark mm. uh, a space, but it's the limitation within which we all mm. live. Yeah. Right? The silhouette that defines us. Mm. And all that we do is try to change that. I'm too thin. I'm too, th I'm too fat. I'm this and I'm that. So mm. not only are we uncomfortable with the silhouette that we have right now, the, the, uh, you know, what defines us. Uh, as our outline, mm -hmm. it's also important to brighten your silhouette so you mm -hmm. can go yeah. beyond it, mm -hmm. right? So whatever we do as our interventions, even if it's in the space of etiquette uh, mm -hmm. or grooming or leadership or spirituality, it's all driven by exploring the inside to bring the change in the outside. Mm -hmm. so even if it's about, say, the way you carry yourself, mm -hmm. it doesn't help to know which brand to wear, what prints and patterns will look good on me, what is the color that goes mm -hmm. with my skin tone, if you don't like your skin, your face, yourself. Mm -hmm. If there is gap there within you, then no matter mm -hmm. what you cover up and how much you powder up, it'll all crack up. Absolutely. It'll all be yes. all shaky, right? So yeah. there has to be more to just mm -hmm. confining yourself within this outline and hence mm -hmm. silicon. 
wow i i i'm i'm you know i'm flabbergasted to hear that answer because that's that has such a deep hidden meaning behind it and that actually just shows how much thought has been put into the whole structure it's it's really inspiring so i just wanted to know the transition from corporate bank corporate banking to leadership to a leadership and an etiquette coach how would you you know say how difficult easy was it and how did you have to transform yourself as a person to actually you know make the most out of it i just wanted to know this so as honest as we've been throughout this conversation because i just don't know any other way of being <laughs> i will admit to the fact that it wasn't easy it wasn't hmm. easy but because the intent was clear hmm it it wasn't an ordeal there is a difference in something being difficult and being an ordeal right where hmm. you feel stress there is no stress when you enjoy doing what you do you could hmm. still experience fatigue right hmm. yeah. your body kind of breaks or sometimes hmm. you want to like really stretch you want to kind of get a little space in your mind but all that is fatigue not stress stress is when there is disconnect a conflict within your own self mm. between what you do and what you want to do and mm. sometimes lack of that clarity itself is the origin of of conflict yeah. and that conflict creates stress which has you know a lot of uh, mm. ways of attacking us in every which way like physically mm-hmm. mentally emotionally you know it so yeah. i think this entire journey has been full of challenges uh, financial challenges uh, challenges from the society uh, including my own family kind of wondering what is this all about <laughs> everybody wants a banking job and especially my father you know he's forever worked uh, hard and gone beyond his means to give us the best of education and the best of everything in life mm. uh and when he saw me all settled quote on quote and then you know you disturb that for no good reason quote on quote again uh mm. you know you bound to have those concerns from uh, parents who love you saying are you mm. sure about what you're doing mm-hmm. and uh, you know when you get married people expect that this must be in support with your better half which yeah. was in the case mm-hmm. again because it was absolutely independently my call and mm-hmm. i'm blessed to have um, a partner in in my husband mm-hmm. who supported the decision but if the decision is not yours then you don't have that energy and and that courage or enthusiasm needed to go through these tough times mm-hmm. you can't be playing on in someone else's decision yeah. if it's your own decision mm-hmm. then you know where spark lies right you mm-hmm. might not be clear just as yet but mm-hmm. what it will look like like we start with grooming okay and mm-hmm. then we develop that grooming into etiquette and mm-hmm. then we move towards leadership and now mm-hmm. we have quite a foothold in the leadership space in this country uh, as a go to platform for all leadership mm-hmm. interventions okay mm-hmm. and, and we also got in elements of spirituality because like i said uh, leading with spirituality has become the need of the hour today that is what yeah. prepares us for whatever times that are in store so mm. that strength lies in spirituality and being a reiki master i think i have connected with it very naturally and i'm so uh, lucky i think it's it's absolutely uh, a blessing for me to merge that mm. with a skill such as leadership that's also a forte but more importantly adds more meaning to the work that we do that's beautiful honestly that's that's really the perfect word for it is beautiful yeah so i just want to get to the you know the achievements that you have the two awards that you received that i cited earlier being mentioned in the ceo insights as one of the top 10 women startup ceos of 2020 and getting an award by the indo european chamber of sme 
the national women excellence award how would you describe that feeling you know because myself hearing that i'm you know it's it's just a wow feeling so how would you describe it when you you know got the call or you received the award how would you say was was your reaction so um you know when i was in the bank hmm. uh and there were there used to be this super achiever award okay hmm. uh to be honest it was the award given to you if you did your job well okay which you're supposed to do isn't it <laughs> right but getting hmm. that award was like a moment of pride yeah. because you kind of you had something to look forward to hmm. okay and i was lucky enough to get that quite a few times in my career hmm. but when you find more meaning behind mm. what you do pranav mm. and awards don't excite you as much then it's a you're thankful there is a deep mm. sense of gratitude right mm. because we all want to be acknowledged but yeah. the acknowledgement is not what excites you any more it's more about finding the meaning so each time being on stage mm. to receive the award mm. uh for me was you know waiting for that moment to come and i get the mic and i talk to these 500 or 5000 people mm. in the room and connect mm. with them mm. because that is what my purpose is to connect with mm. people and uh, you know provoke them to be a better version of who they are as leaders mm. as humans mm. so for me i'm looking for that interaction after the award and hence the award is exciting because it connects me mm. to these many more yeah are you getting it so it's not the mm -hmm. award that you want but what comes with it Uh, the ability to reach out to more it opens more more opportunity mm -hmm. for you to do more work so that's how i look at it yeah so welcoming more awards so that we can reach out to more <laughs> <laughs> that's such you know i was expecting it was such a proud moment for me it was this and that but hearing this like the award not being important but the connection that you make with people afterwards is actually you know it's inspiring because for you the award is just like another object that you get but the network that you make via the award and the connect that you make is more valuable you know so i aspire to be that professional one day in my life absolutely when awards don't matter <laughs> so uh, yeah so i just wanted to know about your angel express foundation experience because i you know i i went through the website i checked your profile and you've been quite involved in that so why do you think that experience is important for you i love your homework i'm very <laughs> impressed with the research that you've done so uh, you know i think we all have a philanthropic side to us right yeah. we all yeah. want to give yeah. back to the society sometimes we do that with our time sometimes we find the easier way and we use money uh but angel express is close to me particularly because it's run by a friend of mine firstly mm. uh anubha she's the founder of uh, mm -hmm. angel express and uh, uh you know somewhere in between while i was very dedicated towards a lot of campaigns like teach india etc etc and mm -hmm. i've been doing my uh two bits uh, to kind of help and give back to the community even in my college days whatever opportunity mm -hmm. i would get i would do uh, some kind of voluntary work mm -hmm. but i i also saw that there are a lot of organizations which are very big ngos and they mm. don't quite need volunteering service as in mm. you know they are just so uh high on the capital and the funds yeah. that they've raised already that mm. somewhere that element of service gets diluted mm. yeah right? and yeah. with angel express i've seen very in absolute close proximity the kind of work they do 
Um, hmm. I've spent enough time with them. I have been a teacher and volunteer there as well. I know how kids react and connect with you. So hmm. that experience is priceless to just be sitting there and more than more than what you can teach. If you're open to learning, they can teach you a lot more. And what I have seen is how every penny is spent in the right way for their growth, their education. And hence, uh, I go out of my way to get more and more contribution for this mm. uh, uh, for this foundation. Mm. It's great to hear that actually giving back to the society actually exists in the world because in today's world, everybody is so self-obsessed. We actually don't give back to the society. And it's truly great that, ma'am, you are leading such a wonderful you know initiative on this side. I just have a very interesting question. I read about it. Are you are a Reiki master, if I'm not uh, pronouncing it wrong? What is all that about? I am so interested in that because I read about it. I'm like, this is so interesting. How is it? Um, can you please share your experience as a Reiki master? Okay. So Reiki is uh, power of healing, right? It is. It, hmm. it basically yeah. comes from the power of intention. So this is called energy healing. There are many different modalities of energy mm. healing. Reiki is one of them. Mm. Now, uh, as esoteric as it might sound, it is in fact quite scientific because I'm sure mm. you know that all of us are a part of energy field. Yeah. Right? You are, I am. As much as we are connecting on screen right now, uh, our energies are connecting in the energy field as well. Yeah. If you want to find an evidence of this, you will see how sometimes you meet people and without knowing them, you get ticked off. You know nothing about them. <laughs> They've done no harm. Yeah. Has it happened to you? You're like, oh, something is not okay here. I don't like this person. I don't know why. Don't judge me. But I'm judging this one. Right? <laughs> and you kind yeah. of create your own space. And that's conflict, conflicting energy. At the same yeah. time, you meet somebody sometimes and your house on fire like that mm. right and you don't know what connected and what just happened and it doesn't have to be necessarily attraction in a physical way right mm. it's just the energy that uh, kind of comes in together and merges mm. and and it doesn't have to be there forever by the way mm. and that happened again i mean not just to me but i'm sure to you as well pranav if i were to invite you to think of somebody you met you clicked really well you were good friends, but it didn't have to be a lifelong mm. relationship. And you know, kind of, mm. you know, it wasn't an unceremonious uh, yeah. farewell, but you kind of moved on. Mm. So all this is energy at play, right? Energy coming in and going out. Yeah. We're all forms of energy. So when you talk about Reiki or any energy healing, it's about bringing somebody's wellness or somebody's well-being into your conscious state of mm. mind and intending for their good so you when you bring them into your consciousness and you pray for them hmm. the energies shift and that hmm. vibration creates magic sometimes but I, magic happens to those who believe in it <laughs> if you're open then hmm. life has much easier ways of offering things to you than you hmm. want to be we want difficult things we like complication hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. If it's not hard to get, then there is no fun to get it. Yeah. But I think mm -hmm. one life is too short to make everything hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How about taking it easy? That's perfect. You know, I read about it and I was so interested to hear your opinion because 
when i heard energy healing first my first reaction was nahi nothing but when i started deep reading about it i you know i realized how it actually makes sense because we are actually sharing energy with everybody around us and at the point you said of us getting this ticked off or us just connecting with a person it's all because of energies and it actually makes sense if you think about it it's not it's it's you know it's it's true so yeah and now we'll be getting to a more serious question uh the indian startup ecosystem is a very harsh harsh place for women entrepreneurs what is one tip or a, or a few suggestions you want to give to aspiring entrepreneurs here how to you know kill it in the current market okay so am i talking to women right now for the next one because i when i have a, like a heart to heart with women sometimes i'm unfortunately <laughs> okay am i allowed to do that <laughs> absolutely ma'am absolutely okay yeah. so i think the first thing that we have to do as a woman entrepreneur which means somebody who aspires to be an entrepreneur and you happen to be a woman mm. we need to accept the fact that nothing changes mm. it's all about learning how to be an entrepreneur there are no separate rules or no separate mm. flow or no separate balance sheet that gets gets created if the founder is a woman so mm. we've got to get this out of our head that as a woman entrepreneur there are few things to learn which men don't have to not not true it's the same and the same set of challenges and you have to be ready for the same amount of harsh environment and realities that you will face eventually right if you have the right reasons to do what you're doing you will find the courage to withstand whatever will come your way mm. just as much as it would come to any man who wants to be an entrepreneur so there are no separate mm. rules having said that what comes in our own way is our own self our own guilt mm -hmm. our own need to do everything on our own and our discomfort with money three things mm. i'll repeat this right our own guilt that mm. oh god i'm not a good mother if i'm ambitious you know how can i be this and that i have to choose nobody's asking you to and even if they are they are probably doing that because you're allowing that to happen when you stand firm you will see that those questions will not be asked so that's the first thing the second thing is the need to try and crack everything on your own why nobody can right but i want to be a good mother also i want to be a great daughter in law i want to be the best wife on earth i also want to be an entrepreneur and succeed and i don't want anybody to help me and i will figure this out on my own god bless you because it's not needed we've got to ask for help people in the house will have to yeah. partner with you if mm. you want to go out and create something but we don't include them we invite them right mm. you invite your son for help can you help me with this you invite your husband mm. can you help me do that why are they helping you these are house chores the the communication itself needs to be questioned there and the third yeah. part like i said is about money why are we scared to talk about money you will see men are far more comfortable discussing money than women are hmm. and i think we we got to be okay with that because money doesn't define your worth hmm right you worthy of a lot more it's just a yardstick and let's keep it there and not make a big deal out of that and i think that that's very very important for us to come to terms with as women entrepreneurs i'm sure all the girls in the chat all the women listening here would have definitely noted this point because it's really key and i personally really want more women entrepreneurs to there because you know this world has been really 
unfair to women and i think it's time finally women actually go out there and make the best out of their opportunities i think it's really important now the final question for today what is your Simple. mantra for success follow your heart and the rest will follow perfect that's what i believe in thank you so much ma'am it was truly wonderful having this conversation with you thank you for coming today and i'm sure many people would have been truly inspired hearing your your wonderful words thank you so much ma'am thank you thank you tanav thank you